In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Christ is among us. This morning, we hear St. Matthew's account of Jesus healing a man who was paralyzed. His family and his friends brought him to the Lord in the hope of having his body restored to health. Yet they received so much more. Jesus, seeing their great faith, said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven you. Some did not like this. Their knowledge of the law of Moses and pride got in their way. They became jealous and evil entered their hearts. Jesus, knowing their thoughts, the thoughts of all men, shows his might of his, the might of his power by healing the paralytic of the physical impairment as well. All those witnessing these events marveled and glorified God who, quote, had given such power to men. Now two thoughts come to our mind when we hear this. Of what power is Jesus Christ speaking? And notice the word men is plural. St. Matthew does not write that the multitudes gave glory to God who had given such power to Jesus or to this one man or to him, but to men. We can find the answer to these thoughts in last week's gospel lesson. Last week, we celebrated the feast of St. Peter and Paul, the two preeminent disciples. The gospel reading was also from St. Matthew. Remember, Jesus asked his disciples what people were saying about him, who he was. And Peter stepped forward saying, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus said to the 12 that upon this rock, upon Peter's proclamation that he is the son of the living God, Jesus would build his church. Next, Jesus gave them authority, real authority, over the church, saying, quote, Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Jesus is speaking here about the forgiveness of sins, and this is the power that the multitude spoke of. And he gave this power to simple fishermen who would become the leaders, the bishops of his church. Now to fully understand why the multitude praised God for giving such power to common men, we must first understand how sins were forgiven before Jesus gave this gift to the disciples. To the Israelites, Forgiveness of sins was regulated by the law of Moses as found in the Old Testament book of Leviticus. 
the Lord appointed certain men from the tribe of Levi to be the priests who would offer animal sacrifices for any of the Israelites who might have sinned. So if you had a sin, you had to bring an animal to the priests for a sacrifice. Why animals? Well, animals were the means of the common person's wealth for the Israelites. The larger your flocks, the wealthier you were. There were different regulations as well for different sins. The more severe the sin, the greater the sin, the better the offering, the greater the offering. And the sitting person had to, by the law, bring their offering to the priest. The Levitical priest would then take the offering of the animal as a burnt offering. He burnt it as a sacrifice to God. And this was done, according to the book of Leviticus, for the atonement of the sinner. Then the sin was forgiven and the man went home. It was very much like an indulgence from the sinner to God. Now by the time that Jesus walked the earth, the priests became greedy, knowing that they had a monopoly on this forgiveness of sins. And it wasn't long for the Pharisees and the Sadducees to take full advantage of the people, putting heavy burdens on them. But enter Jesus Christ. Now Jesus Christ does something quite different. He sees the faith of those carrying the paralytic to him and he cries out to the wounded man, Son, your sins are forgiven you. No animal sacrifice. He didn't say bring an animal to me. He didn't say bring money to me. No cost to the family. Simply, your sins are forgiven you. Whoa, what a change. There goes the source of income for those temple priests and scribes. There goes their livelihood. What, people don't have to come to them anymore for the forgiveness of sins? No wonder why they despised Jesus and evil filled their hearts. But Jesus was teaching them a lesson. Centuries before, King David wrote in the 51st Psalm, For you, God, have no delight in sacrifice, where to give a burnt offering you would not be pleased, meaning God doesn't need us to offer him animals and burn them. The sacrifice acceptable to God is a broken spirit, King David writes, and a broken and contrite heart you will not despise. God desires humble repentance. Forgiveness of sins comes to a humble and repentant heart free of charge. No cost to you, no price, no financial indulgence necessary. We do not have to pay to have our sins forgiven. Jesus Christ paid. He went to the Holy Cross as an atonement for the sins of all mankind once and for all. Jesus becomes the sacrificial lamb that frees us from the curse of the devil and brings salvation to all mankind. Jesus Christ gives the power of forgiveness to his disciples. He says, whatever you bind on earth will be bound on earth. 
Whatever you bind in heaven will be bound in heaven. Who passes, the disciples then passed it on to the next generation of bishops, continuing this practice right down to our very own bishop, who bestows the power of forgiveness of sins to his priests. But it is God who forgives through his ministers. Through the sacraments of the church, we the faithful receive forgiveness of sins. This is a free gift from God. We should not ignore it, nor take it for granted. The sacraments give us forgiveness of sins. Therefore, let us all marvel and glorify God, who have given such power to common men, to his priests. Let us, let us live humbly in the faith. I know the coronavirus is keeping many of us away from receiving this power from God, but with faith, he can and will bring this power right to our own homes. There will come a time when we will all be permitted to enter the church safely and freely once again, uninhibited and without worry of sickness. And when that happens, may we remember to keep the Lord God first in our mind and our hearts. And let us pray and know that God is keeping us in the best way he can in the forgiveness of sins. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Christ is among us.